on this episode of the Magic Business Podcast. I kind of learned that the hard way starting off, you know. I was one of these guys that would, you know, ah, I'm better than him. And I, oh my God, I can't believe that this guy's hired at this event and everything else. I mean, you know, and then suddenly you realize like, none of that matters. None of that matters. Welcome to the Match Your Business Podcast, where we share insightful and delightful inner secrets about the business of magic. This is where magic professionals are going to present their real life experiences and some of their most guarded secrets to help further your career in the magical arts. I'm your host, Christian Painter, in partnership with the MagicOracle.club, where you can hear all of our magic business podcasts. Mike Siege is a professional magician based out of Buffalo, New York. He has been awarded the 40 Under 40 for successful small business accomplishments in Buffalo. He is constantly busy as an MC and program coordinator throughout the city because everyone knows Mike. He knows how to promote himself and he knows how to network. He is also a member of the prestigious 4F Close-Up Convention. He has multiple restaurants that he works in Buffalo. We can just call him a master of restaurant magic. If you've ever thought about working a restaurant, pay close attention to this issue of the Magic Business Podcast. Mike, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. We're going to have some fun today. I am looking forward to this because you are a master at the restaurant game. And I've always said that is a great place for everyone to start. Do you agree with that? I, I do agree with that. Um, you know, I've been doing magic for a long time, and I've been doing restaurants pretty much since I started doing magic and um, it's a great place to start. I don't know. I just, I have a lot of fun with them. I, I meet a ton of, and I've met a, a ton of great people through restaurants and um, it's, it's my go-to thing. I love doing them. Now, prior to look at your business model, how much of your business is working restaurants? I'd say about a third of it. So that's, that's significant. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm a full time performer. Um, you know, I, I do okay, and and uh, a third of it from restaurants. Yeah, definitely. So before we dive into actually working a restaurant, let's let's get the naysayers out that because I've heard this a lot. Well, you can't really make any money working restaurants. Uh, I would disagree with that. I I think I think the problem with that statement is there are a ton of magicians that do not make a ton of money doing restaurants. And I think, <laughs> and I think that that is why they, um, that is why they believe that. I remember hearing one time um, at one of those meetings where I happened to go see a guy came into lecture, they were saying, you know, Hey, if you want to go, this restaurant's looking for somebody to do some magic. And uh, for two, every two hours that you would do magic, they will give you a meal. And I, I started laughing, thinking, well, this is obviously a joke. Like, you know, like, come on. And then they just went on to the next topic. And I'm going, what, like, for real? Like this? And I, lo I look at my friend next to me and he goes, yeah, they're paying them in pudding. And I'm, and I, and I go, okay. So if that's, if that's what guys want to do, that's great. But I, I think restaurants is a, it's a great place where you can go and you can make some great money, some great tip money, plug yourself 
come up with new effects, try stuff out. Um, I mean, you have everything rolled into one right there where you can, where else can you go try out material, be the star of the, you know, the night week after week after week. So before you even go back to, to any of the pay, let's talk about, it's not like you work one restaurant. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, uh, I mean, things are a lot different now because of COVID and everything else. But, you know, at one time we were doing, uh, I myself was at five, I was at five, my five myself throughout the week. And then there was a chain where there were four restaurants in this chain. And I had guys going to the different um, locations every week, four different guys rotating. And then I would every once in a while throw myself in there just to bounce around, check with the managers, make sure everything was going good. Um, and, and I kind of ran that whole entire thing, you know, the, the restaurants paid me and then I paid the guys. And, um, so, so let's put this in perspective, five restaurants, plus you're controlling others. Yeah. And you're not in New York city. You're not in LA. You're not in some mega metropolis. You're in Buffalo, New York, Buffalo, New York. I was thinking about what they were telling you at the magic club about, Oh, they'll pay you in pudding. But to be fair, I mean, my very first restaurant, I just worked for tips and a meal. Uh, but it was my first restaurant, right? I'd never, sure. like, I was just hoping that, you know, I wouldn't look like an idiot. Sure. And that, and I think that's okay. But but then later, once you kind of have established your chops, then, then you must, I mean, not getting paid would be crazy. Wouldn't you agree? If you want to go out and kind of mess around on a Wednesday night and get a meal, yeah, that's great. But if you want to make some money and if you sit down and, kind of map out where you want to be in, in one month, three months, five months, you know, a year. Um, you know, it's just like anything else. If you if you put your mind to it, if you, you know, set goals and work hard towards those goals, you know, everything will come. The restaurants that I've been at right now, I've been at, thir- uh, I'm at four of them right now. I've been at um, two of them 13 years, one of them 10 years, and the other one 15 years. Wow. And it's one of those things where you just go, okay, well, what can I do? If I can get some new um, promo cards to put up uh, at the hostess stand or over by the bar area so people can see them. Yeah. That, I mean, it's simple work just to, to print, you know, make those up, get them printed, bring them in. It's money out of my own pocket, but in the long run, I mean. And oh, wait, wait, let's go to those cards. So you're using those so that people will now request you. Is that your, is that what you're hoping to do? No, there is just like simply advertising cards. It, it's not, it's, it's not really a business card. It's, it's, it's almost like a postcard or, or, uh, they're just, it just says, uh, Wednesday night, kids eat free five to 8 PM. Uh, magician Mike Siege is here entertaining table side. Come on in, enjoy a great meal, get some great entertainment every single Wednesday here. And it's got the restaurant's name, um, the restaurant's phone number, the restaurant's address and everything else. And it's simply that if somebody's there and they grab it and they go, oh, yeah, I got to remember this or I got to bring my grandkids or I got to take my kids or, hey, Wednesday, we have gymnastics. We should stop here afterwards. It's on the way home. They see it again. Um, You know, it's not really advertising. I mean, it's advertising me, not advertising me to book me for shows. It's just advertising me at that restaurant. Um, And and now the restaurant loves that because you got people coming there because, oh, we want to see the magician. Yeah, and it's like those little things that you do, stuff like that, that like the owner goes, hey, look at this guy. I mean, he's doing this all on his own and he's, you know, um, you know, I mean, do you have to do that stuff? No, you don't have to, but. 
I don't know how many restaurants will keep you around if you don't put in a little effort to. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is worth the price of this whole podcast right there. <laughs> that little bit of it. Let me go back a step again. So let's say I've, I've you know, been at my lower end restaurant for six months. I've got the hang of this now. I know how to how to do stuff. I'm ready to now go to a you know, step up in the restaurant chain. Sure. And, um, you know, work for money. So what's a good... Because, you know, let's remember now, I've only got six months maybe experience. What's a good starting price to ask? You know, that is going to that is gonna vary on where you are and what city you're in. Um, you know, and I and I should say this, and I, and I should kind of go back to, because um, there, I, I, I don't want anybody to think that there's something wrong for working for free. And, and the reason that I say that is you kind of, made me think of something when you said, you know, like, what is that? What's a good price to ask? It depends on what city you're in. I, I know friends and, and, uh, and there's, they still live in, in Manhattan and they used to go and work restaurants for free. And the reason that they used to work restaurants for free, they'd work these cocktail hours. They'd come in and they would do this magic and it'd be free. And they'd get a ton of corporate shows from people that were just, stopping for a drink after work, happy hour and everything else. Um, you know, that is because of where they're located in Manhattan. And that happens, you know, here in Buffalo, we don't really have that, um, type of scene downtown. I mean, yeah, it's there a little bit. Um, but if I want to do something like that, I mean, I've established myself so much here in Buffalo that, um, you know, I get, I have those connections already from the events that I host or MC or, you know, that uh, I've worked other ways to get those connections. So to start off, I mean, it all depends on how long you want to work, where you are. Um, Not being from LA or New York. What's a, so if you do land a, a higher end restaurant, what do you think is a, and, and I know it's hard by section of the country. That's what I'm going to say. A small thing of smaller cities. What's a, what's a good higher end that you think is, is possible to be hired at at a restaurant? You know, I, I would say like, say 150 bucks, 200 bucks. I mean, if you're getting 200 bucks, I'd be happy with that. I'd be really happy with that. Uh, and I'm just being honest, you know, right. I mean, I know that there's guys out there that are going to go, um, well, I wouldn't leave my house unless I'm making 359. And I always go, okay, well, right. you know, whatever, you're an idiot. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making a living doing magic. I'm, I'm not driving Uber. I'm not doing anything. I'm doing magic. Um, so yes, um, I might get paid a little less than you, but I'm doing magic for a living, um, you know, and, and I'm happy with what they pay me. You know, I always used to go in and, and the way I would pitch it was, uh, one of the things I would pitch is I'd come out and I'd go, uh, you know, listen, it's, um, you know, whatever you want to say, such a price for two hours, but if you have me three hours, it's only 25 bucks more or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have these places that go, well, yeah, obviously I'd have you for three hours. And my attitude was, you know, you're out for the night already, you know, whether you work two hours or three hours, I mean, that's not, it's not like, it's not like you're getting off the restaurant on a Tuesday night and, you know, suddenly going out partying. I mean, you're going home afterwards. So, mm -hmm what does it matter? Two hours, three hours. So I would always try to pitch the three hour gig. I always try to shoot for the five to eight time slot. And my thought was always like, well, yeah, the first half hour is dead, but they know that it's going to pick up. And then that last half hour, it's slow, but again, the night's winding down. So, um, you know, right. you, you really work two hours, but you're there for three and you got paid for three. So 
I think, again, uh, young people who maybe have not worked a restaurant before think, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to load up. They're loading up like they will never go back to their house for three months. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I'm going already. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they got five tricks in each pocket. So I do something a little different than than most people um, when it comes to restaurants. You will get to a point when you're working restaurants enough that you will get to a point where people are coming in to see you. And they're just coming in because they know you're there that night. They don't even want to see any magic anymore. They're just, hey, Mike's here. We got to stop. Be like, yeah, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Or, or like if you were working a kid's night and I like some of these places I've been at so long, their kids have are no longer kids. Their kids are in high school or their kids are in college. But yet these couples are still coming in to see me because they feel like we're good friends and we're they like me and I like them and we can talk about everything. And, oh my God, I can't believe that she's starting her senior year of high school. I remember when she used to come in here and she was in fifth grade, you know, um, magic wise, here's what I do. I walk up to a table. Um, someone, someone, you know, the hostess sits, sits, uh, sits everybody down. I do this. I walk up, I introduce myself. I say, hi, my name is Mike Siege. I'm the magician here on, uh, on Monday nights. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. By the way, uh, I should let you know, like uh, most of the places I work are family restaurants. So it's like a kids eat free thing. I always try to plug that when I, when I walk up to a table. So I'll go, Hey, listen, my name is Mike Siege. I'm the magician. Um, you know, it's kids night. Kids are eating free tonight. Uh, and I'm here. We're going to do some magic. If you guys eat good. And I look right at the kids and I go, if you guys eat good, we're going to come back. We're going to do some magic and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. If you eat really, really well, we're going to come back and we're going to do extra tricks for you. Now I leave. I just say hi. I'm there for 40 seconds. I leave. Um, that immediately tells the like. I hear it as soon as I start to walk away. Parents going, "You hear that? You better eat good." You know, like you know, they're they're focused on those kids eating. I leave. I let the server take the order, take the drink order, take the food order. Now I come over and sometimes if it's if it's slow, I will walk up and go, "Listen, I'll tell you what." I was going to wait till afterwards, but I want to do this for you. And I make them feel special. And I say, we're going to do a trick and we do one trick. And then I say, okay, after you're done eating, I'm going to come back and do that other trick. Cause I know you're going to eat well. And I say that to the kids and then I leave. And then when they are done eating, I walk back up and I do like one more trick. I'm not doing a set for 30 minutes. I'm doing one or two tricks. Um, and my attitude is I've been to that table now three or four times they have enough of me that they love me because they love the magic. They love the attention that I've given them. But I've also done that intentionally because I'm not giving them everything I have. I'm giving them one or two things because guess what? Next Tuesday or next Wednesday, I'm going to be there again. I want them to come back and see me and see what else I have. We got to see what else this guy has. So that's, that's my whole attitude. Um, I know guys that walk up and they, They'll do a set for, you know, 15 minutes. And that's great. If that's the way they want to work, that's fine. I guess, I mean, it's, it's the way everybody everybody works differently. Right. But for me, hitting those tables three, four times, and then, you know, as, as they're leaving, I make sure that, you know, oh, thanks for coming in. Don't forget, next week I'll be here. I hope you see you guys again. You're giving them attention. You're essentially doing what that owner wants. You're making them happy. And, and I'm going to guess – because in the introduction, we talked about you do a lot of work in Buffalo. I'm going to guess a lot of that comes from the fact of what you're just saying now. You make people feel special. 
So when they have events or when they have things and they go, hey, we need somebody, I know exactly who we can use. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've i been very, very fortunate in that. Um, and, and that all does go back to the restaurants. Um, I've been very fortunate to just kind of work hard and fall into the right places. I mean, um, you know, and it, I don't know if this is going to work for everybody. I know a lot of magicians are not sports people, but when the Buffalo Sabres need somebody to do, you know, their Halloween party for the kids or their Christmas party for the players or whatever. I mean, I'm the guy they call the Pagula family. I mean, they, they own the bills, they own the Sabres. They have me every year at their, um, you know, their picnic for all the teams, the Sabres, the bills, the bandits. Um, and, and again, that's something that you look back and go, okay, yeah, I'm doing restaurants, but look at the people I'm look working for. And these people, um, you know, I mean, back when the Sabres, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, when the Bills were uh, Super Bowl contenders years and years ago, Jim Kelly and all those guys. I mean, I've, I've worked Jim Kelly's golf outing for the past, I don't even know, 15 years. Um, and that all stems from a woman seeing me at a restaurant and she said, um, how do you want to, you want to work the, uh, we have a Buffalo sports hall of fame. Do you want to work? I have a party coming up next Thursday. You want to work it? Yeah. Boom. I work it. She goes, you were great. Listen, I run the Jim Kelly golf tournament. I'm going to put you there. I mean, these are celebrities from all over the country come in to golf at this, you know, it's a celebrity tournament. Um, they see me, they, everybody's asking for my card. And next thing you know, Andre Reed getting inducted into the hall of fame in Canton, Ohio. And he goes, I need you there. I need you to work my party, man. I, I want my party to be the best. I need you there. Okay. Boom. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm there. And that, I mean, I, I know that chain from that. I can tell you that night. I can tell you exactly where I was standing when I met that woman. And it's not because you walked up and you did a 15 minute killer set. This is no. because you have ingratiated yourself. You make people feel special. You've talked to them. We haven't even done magic yet. They're just happy. They're, they're excited when you finally do it, but you have made yourself a personality and a friend. And I think that gets missed on a lot of people who they're so busy worried about, well, what's my opener? What's my middle? What's my closer at this restaurant set? And you're not even in that world. You're, you're somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, you, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, I, I, the tricks are just, I mean, yes, you want, don't get me wrong. You want to entertain them and you want to, um, fool them and you want them to go, I don't know how the hell this guy just did what he did, but it's about making them feel special. And it's about, and I will tell you this, I, I kind of learned that the hard way starting off, you know, I was one of these guys that would, um, you know, ah, I'm better than him. And I, Oh my God, I can't believe that this guy's hired at this event and everything else. People would ask him. <laughs> my go, double lift is better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then suddenly you realize like, none of that matters like none of that matters it, how long do you think it took you before you felt like i understand this and i am really good at it now you know it, it took a while I, I uh as full of myself as i am sometimes i'm you know 180 degrees opposite and nobody likes this what am i doing you know so <laughs> I'm, I'm always second guessing myself on a lot of things you didn't answer though for the younger listeners because they're they're gonna think well, you know, I've worked this restaurant for three months. I'm a master now. And no, you've now learned how to not be in the way of the waitress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but really, before you kind of understood, it's about being a personality. It's about being an ambassador. It's about that. How, how long do you think it took you? A year, two years? 
I think it took a couple years before I thought to myself, okay, I'm, I'm pretty decent at this. Um, and, and like you just said, uh, and this is another thing, this is very, very important. This is, ex I could not stress this enough. You mentioned the servers. The number one thing I try to do at any restaurant or tried to do at any restaurant was to get the servers on your side. Um, because in my opinion, the servers are only there to help you. If they're, you know, if, if they like you, I always say, you know, here's, Hey, my name's Mike and this is the deal. And I'm the magician. And listen, if, uh, you know, you need a couple extra minutes at a table because they overcooked the steak or they did something, just let me know. I'll go over and I'll do some stuff. And I always just tried to go out of my way to make those servers feel special. Even if it was like little jokes, you know, I'm, I'm finishing up a set or a trick and they're dropping off, um, you know, a meal. And I always go, Oh, you guys got my favorite. She's like, you know, like little silly stuff like that. And my feeling was if they have a team meeting Sunday morning and the manager goes, yeah, what does everybody think about this magician? I know we've had him for a couple months. What does everybody think? If those servers don't like you, they're going to go, yeah, no, just get rid of this guy. But if they, if they like you, they're going to go, no, Mike, are you kidding? He's great. He's awesome at our tables and everything else. And that might, that might save you. I mean, I'm, there I'm, you go again, right there. Again, this little, bit of advice is worth the price of the lecture. I mean, that's that's twice that I can say people need to pay attention. All right, Mike, we're coming down to the end of the interview because we're on magicoracle.club. And what we like to say is our guests are the oracles. In this moment, you are the oracle of which people are seeking knowledge. What's the question they never ask that you're like, this is the question you should be asking me? That is a tough question, but I guess they should ask me, but along with asking me, they should ask themselves: is, are they ready to work a restaurant? You know, it's easy to say, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to make this money and I'm going to be great and everything else. And, but are they ready? Do they, do they truly, truly feel that they are ready to entertain and put a good feeling about magic in people's you know, lives. And uh, I mean, you and I know we do what we do because we love to do it. We're good at it. We, you know, we, we impact people's lives and we make them feel better. And we, everything we do is for the good. Are they going to be ready to go up to a restaurant and someone, a perfect example, I had a family come in a couple years ago they come in every monday every single monday they come in and they come in this time and the mom is kind of sad and the daughter looks like she's sad and the dad's just got this look on his face and i go what's going on and the daughter goes i need she's a teenager she goes i need everything you have today to make me smile and i go you got it what do we need to do and i you know i just start being silly and joking around and uh, finds out that they just came from a doctor's appointment where the dad had less than six months to live. Ugh. And you go like, holy crap. And, uh, you know, he's no longer here. But that mom and daughter still come in every Monday. And I did everything I could. So are, are you ready to ready to take that challenge on to go? Yeah, I'm here for them. You're, you're not there to be 
you're not there to get a pats on the back. You're there to give them pats on the back. You know, thank you for coming ah, in. That's brilliant. I wouldn't that's be here. I wouldn't be doing my magic unless people like you came in here. So thank you for coming in. Yes, we had a lot of fun, but we had fun because you guys came in tonight to see me. So that that's, that is brilliant, Mike. That is, I think that is, no, seriously, that that's, that's amazing. And also a perfect way to end this interview. Mike, thank you so much for being a part of this. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Magic Business Podcast. Please visit the magicoracle.club where you can hear all of our Magic Business Podcasts and enjoy a vast array of additional magical knowledge. I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Seneca, a Roman statesman and writer. And this just goes to show you nothing much changes in life. And his quote is, he who makes timid requests invites denial so what he's telling you is be bold as always we at the magic oracle wish you continued success on your path in the magical arts 